What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. What's up, Kyle? How are you doing? Good morning, Matt. It is, it is as we're recording this, it's the end of April, the, the last couple of days of April. It is currently 45 degrees in the desert. And, it's and it is snowing. It's snowing yeah. in Mayhill. And, it's and then since about 4 a.m. here. Order has almost been restored in the American League West. Y'all are back on the bottom <laughs> where you belong. Sure. The Astros are moving up to the top. We're now back into second place. And I did notice in the uh, power rank- rankings on MLB, uh, the A's are like number two. Now, a few weeks ago, of course, the Astros were number one. So <laughs> a lot can change because then we drop. We're also not even into May. So that's yeah. pretty much useless at this it, point. It is very useless and it never means anything. But anyway, it is it is cool to see the Oakland Athletics because they haven't really done anything uh, other than steroids. So it's really cool to see them doing well. And uh, so, yeah. but yeah, the with Astros the, are- a couple of former Rangers who are tearing it up. I know. See, that's Richmond what happens. That's what Rangers. always happens, man, is you get a decent Ranger and then you send them off to the Yankees and then they, well, they, they always choke too. So anyway, that is how it's going here. We've got some snow on the ground. You've got some rain. And of course, for those that may have been following uh, my Twitter, at least as this week that we've been recording or we are recording, uh, we have about a 12,000 to 13,000 uh, acre fire just raging to our north. Thankfully for both of us, it is about 30 to 40 miles away and uh, shouldn't really be any issue for us whatsoever. And to this point has not destroyed any uh, lives or uh, buildings or anything like that. It's kind of in a pretty barren area. And uh, so it's just got a bunch of, uh, you know, trees that fuel it. And yeah, get a bunch of rain and snow. That helps a lot. And uh, yes. so Kyle, uh, first of all, I do notice as I'm looking, really, I can't see your face because your bald head is so shiny. So uh, you can't see anything. It looks like this light bulb is in front of me, but I am seeing a new microphone. And so I just want to congratulate you on the NAM money. And, uh, and just let's hear what you're recording with, man. What's going on? Big so, time. yeah, I got a, uh, I got a sure SM 48. So kind of the standard is the 58 that churches will use. And this is the, just a step below that. So yeah, I got a, got a sure mic and a little, uh, USB, um, um, I don't know, audio encoder, I guess. So, uh, I was letting, probably going to start recording some more music and stuff like that. And so I just wanted a mic that was a little more conducive to that. And so here's, here's, I, you know, we've, We've talked just a bit about this. I'm going to go ahead and make this official and make the announcement before the end of the year. We'll release not another Baptist hymnal. I'm putting that yeah. out there on the air. Okay. Yeah, there you name go. it and claim it, baby. Name it and claim it. Not another Baptist hymnal coming to your uh, ear holes sometime this year. And but, Matt and I will do our best to sing old hymns. But your your thing is you want to do just all the old public domain songs or yes, whatever. So I want to pay to, I want to do like the worst songs 
we can find in hymnals. <laughs> like, uh, you know, ain't it a shame? We've talked about this on the show before. Ain't it a shame to cuss on Sunday when you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Ain't it a shame to cuss on Monday or Sunday? And so it goes through like gamble, cuss, party, I'm, all these I, times. I, I can it's say a legit, I've never it's a legit hymn. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll say it is a legit hymn and like the heavenly highway hymnal, uh, I think edition number two. And uh, there, there's a bunch of those out there. Of course, we could do God of Earth and outer space, uh, especially now that we have a family dollar on Mars. That would be a lot of fun, man. Uh, I, I think that's what we need to do is, you know, because this podcast is saying the things that really no one else can say on air. Uh, we might as well do a hymnal um, of all the songs that you don't need to sing in church, starting with well, record. Hey, I'm just if, kidding. If it's if it's not another Baptist hymnal, why not? Right. What, why not? man? What's the- it's going to be a train wreck. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's what it should be. Like instead of uh, instead of a guitar, it's just a straight train horn. Like we were in high school around the same time. Are you familiar with the Brack album starring Brack? Brack no. presents the Brack album starring Brack. Because no. I was a Christian and I only <laughs> listened to Christian music. Someone Actually, that, someone listening true. to this knows. Brack presents the Brack album starting Brack. And it was just this train wreck from uh, this, this TV show, but it, we could rival that. I feel like yeah. I do remember the blink one at eight, one, <laughs> the blink one eighty two song that was literally nothing but curse words. Um, I, I played Shame that on once. <laughs> I played that once when I was really mad at my mom. <laughs> and then I got in a lot more trouble. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. That's, yeah. that's what so, happens. Anyway, what we are talking about something pretty cool today, because uh, since you are stepping down and going down the ranks, yeah. leaving the pastorate and going down to work yeah. at NAM, you are now going to be a straight up church member. I am. And, uh, but in reality, even pastors our church members. Yeah. And Tim Wheelis has an article on PreachingSource.com uh, that was posted back on February 15th uh, when he should have been taking his wife out for a Valentine's Day dinner. Uh, but he posted an article called The Pastor as Church Member. And so, of course, like I said, you know, sometimes uh, we, we need that time to just sit and be preached at, you know, and preached to and just be able to, to worship. And that's not really the idea uh, here, uh, the idea here is that we are also sheep, and we made this comment on our uh, episode on addition by subtraction. That uh, yes, we you know the sheep kind of drive us crazy every once in a while, but we need to remember that pastor, you're a sheep too, and uh, there's times you're a knucklehead. And uh, but how do we respond and move and have our roles as a church? member. And since I didn't read this article, Kyle, tell us. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, just, he just touches on the fact that we are one of the sheep as well, right? Yes, we are the shepherd. Yes. God has, God has called us to, uh, God has called pastors to lead their flocks, but we are to be followers as well. First and foremost, we're to be followers of Christ, right? And so we, we lead from a place kind of as the first follower in a, uh, in, in the church, but, but also we, we function as church members, right? And so we need to set the example of what it looks like to be a faithful church member. Now, most pastors that I know 
are are pretty faithful attenders at church, right? I mean, that kind of comes with the territory most of the time. Um, but but we, we need to lead the way in what it looks like to give, what it looks like to serve joyfully, right? What it looks like to um, to serve and give sacrificially, uh, what it looks like to lead our families to to be good church members as well. And so I, I just I thought this was an interesting topic because it's not something that we consider a lot. We, we talk a lot about leading and ministry, but we've not talked a lot about what it means to uh, just be a kind of the first church member in, in setting that example. Yeah. And I, I think at times we, we as pastors can kind of uh, have a chip on our shoulder, to be honest. Um, you know, all of the, you know, the blogs about how poor, unfortunate souls we are, you know, so mistreated and all of that. And that's, that's real. I mean, there's times that it's a big struggle uh, as pastors and we need that kind of talk. Uh, but a lot of times it's all about, yes, how you're a leader, how you make decisions, how you hire and fire, how, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And again, all of that is super helpful. But I think at times we can kind of get this chip on our shoulder that we're in some kind of a different class uh, than our members. Yes, we're equipped and called to to be their shepherd. Uh, but at the same time, we are still a sheep. And this really goes back to a call to humility, which also ties us into our addition by subtraction. You know, this idea that, yes, you know, this guy that's driving you crazy leaves and we're excited. Praise the Lord. We celebrate and, and call all of our pastor friends and, you know, the witch is gone, you know, or whatever. And so we get that. Uh, but really, it has this this idea of humility. And one of the things Tim uh, wrote was that, yes, you know, obviously God has called us to a high office. However, he has saved us and set us among the saints before he established us to preach and oversee them. Our hearts should be filled with humility and fear of the Lord when we stand before the saints to declare the things of God. Now, I know that my heart is filled with fear when, when that happens because I'm always like messing up. Uh, but, but yes, we are saved in among them and with them. And so, yes, we're a leader, but we have got to have some humility uh, in us. And uh, we should remember that that pulpit is not something we have earned. It's not something that we deserve. Uh, we, we really have no worthy claim to that whatsoever. It is a privilege granted to us first by, by God and by those we, we lead. They have entrusted that with us. He has entrusted that pulpit to us. And so it's not something that we own or deserve in any shape or form. And so that's something that we have to remember as we stand before our people to reprove. You know, we like that one in rebuke. We love that one and exhort. You know, we're pretty good at that one with complete patience and teaching. We have to remember that this pulpit, it doesn't have our name on it. <laughs> it's not ours uh, unless maybe you built it, but you know what I mean. Kyle? And, and this reminds me of a tweet that I saw yesterday. And, and for the life of me now, I, I cannot remember who posted it, but it was just a caution to pastors about the way we speak about church members, especially around our families, Right. Uh, and, and particularly in front of our kids, because we are raising church members and, and we are leading our, our household as well. And, you know, as we as we've talked last week, as we talked before, uh, sometimes church members can be frustrating and it can be really easy for us to come in and just unload 
um, about, you know, somebody that we can't stand in front of, our, you know, our wives, in front of um, our kids. And, and we really need to pause and, and consider the harm that that may do in, in the way they view the church and the way they view other church members as well. And, and, and I think this, this touches perfectly on that, right? You're not just the pastor. You are a church member loving, um, living life alongside other followers of Christ in community. And also remember that your kids may repeat it. Yeah, that's also very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because as we know, right, kids, kids are a, uh, they, they are often a vacuum of information and a, uh, and they, they often do repeat um, things that they heard sometimes at inopportune times. <laughs> maybe, maybe you've been there as well. Uh, and so he, he closes this article. And I just like this. Uh, so I want to read this here. It says the chief shepherd may elevate us in an office to oversee his flock, but he intends for us to be among them in the mission. After all, he set the example when he left the glory of heaven to take on flesh and be among us that he might save us. May we honor the King and his people as we lead among them. And so just as Christ left his throne and, and came to dwell among us, pastors, you're just at the example. You are not above Christ, right? Be among your people as one of them, certainly as, as one who's called to shepherd them into godliness and holiness, but also realize that you are uh, one of them. And, and just as Christ uh, left the glory of heaven to take on flesh, come be among us, Get, get out of your office, get off your high horse and spend time with your fellow church members. Matt, anything to add as, as we wrap up the segment? I was going to say this, this also should remind us uh, that, that the ivory tower, you know, mentality that we, uh, you know, we are in our office and studying and, and separate from our people and all of that kind of stuff, that there is a time that we do need to have uh, time in the study. Like that's absolutely right. uh, true. And, uh, you know, at the same time, when we are separate from our people, one, I believe just on a practical level that limits the effectiveness of your preaching. Uh, I, I have found when I am with them and among them and spending time with them, I'm finding some illustrations, sometimes funny, <laughs> you know, like, oh, you know, Mitch, the other day when, when his truck broke down a mile from his house, you know, some, something like that, you know, when we can talk about maybe an impossible situation. But really, at times you hear about how they're sharing the gospel and things, how God is moving in their life. And you can throw some of those things in uh, your sermons and it can help and really endear yourself to your people. But it also when you have a pulse of the congregation because you're with them. I just think it's going to connect you. They know that you love them. Uh, you do love them and they know it. And so they really want to hear what you have to say. And I know I can speak for myself. I believe I can speak for Kyle. Our sermons are better the more we are with our people. And uh, so for crying out loud, be among your people. That would be my final Absolutely. word. Awesome. Good, good word. Good word. Um, hey, so but before we before we shut down today, um, you are working on yet another book. Later. Now, so this one, the other ones, like I didn't know how long they were going to be because they were ultimately papers and I was asked to do it. And so they ended up being short. This one, like, is purposefully short. This one is going to be called He Can Save Me. That's, that's what I say about me. I am purposefully short. That's that's it, Matt. 
Yeah, we, yeah, you're up, you're, you're down there. We, man, I had a funny comment about you the other day, but anyway, this is, this is called, he can save me. And it's a look at two sinners and one great savior. And uh, so we are going to walk through and, and really it's only meant to be given uh, as kind of a evangelistic tool, somewhere in between a tract and a book, like somewhere in between that anybody can pick up. Uh, I'm trying to write it with the lost in mind, like, you know, explaining some things that you and I would say any, any single day of the week, but trying to think through how is somebody that maybe never has heard the gospel, how are they going to respond to some of this kind of stuff and what will make sense, what won't make sense, that kind of deal. But we're going to look at Nicodemus and then the woman of ill repute in <laughs> John 4. So John 3 and John 4, we kind of have the good old boy and the dirty girl, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so you've got both sides of the, the coin here and sandwiched in between is this call that anybody that believes in Jesus is going to be saved. And so it's this great picture of even the religious guy, even this, you know, awful woman, like everything in between, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so I'm using it to kind of share with those that maybe felt like they could never measure up, right? There was always somebody better. That's Nicodemus. You know, there's, you know, any, anybody that maybe was trying to live like a good Jew, good Pharisee or whatever, they would see Nicodemus be like, man, this guy's so much better than me. And then we could say, you know, hey, God could never forgive me for everything I've done. That's this woman here that has like a million husbands and the one she's with is not even her husband, right? You, you can read between the lines of what that is saying. And, uh, and so really that spectrum, everybody falls on it somewhere in there, either thinking that they can earn their way to salvation or that God can never forgive them. And, uh, and so taking those two guys together or guy and gal together, then we're going to see that Jesus truly is the savior of the world for good guys, bad girls, everything in between. And uh, so I'm pretty pumped about that. It, it'll probably be coming out rather quickly because Dr. Queen understands that this is supposed to be popular writing. So I can have colloquialisms in it. And you can say something about the four wheel drive truck in. But, well, so it's going to be dedicated to P and A's and four WDs. So pronouns with no antecedents and four wheel drive pickup trucks. So normally I dedicate to my beautiful wife or pretty princesses, blah, 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 blah. Not, not today. It's going to be to P and A's and four wheel drive pickups. Nice. Nice. Coming soon from not another Baptist press. That's it. We, we just need to set up our own publishing house because you know, as much as you're, yeah. as much as you're writing, that, that would be, that's the way to go. So, all right, well, cool. All right. I'm excited about that. Excited to see it. And now you've challenged me because I got to pull out an old seminary paper and turn it into a book somewhere along the way, too. <laughs> yes, sir. You got to catch up. I've got like seven, dude. Come on. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. By the way, I, I would I would point out that um, that I think uh, they devoted themselves as longer than all seven of yours put together. <laughs> no, it's not. I've added it up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so and by the way, Southwesterners, uh, one, we're grateful for your sponsorship. Uh, but two, uh, one of our books and then all of mine are coming to the Seminary Hill bookstore. Uh, so they're going to have a heresy section. <laughs> so, including not another heresy. Yeah, they, they our, wanted that one. I was like, hey. Very fancy, well, expensive I, doorstop. I had to explain to them. I said, you do understand that this, this is not exactly a book. 
Like this, this is a gag gift. And so, yes, by all means, you can get it. And, and when you buy it, like I get like five cents because we, we had, because it costs like $15 to print. Yeah. So we don't get anything, but by all means, I've got some extra copies. I'll send it to you for free. And you can do a little gag gift section, but, but yeah, it's so really logically accurate. There, there is no, is no heresy detected and it's also fantastic as a doorstop. Isn't it, isn't it awesome to know that out of all the things that we have done and we have read and everything else, right? There's Pilgrim's Progress. There's the Institutes of Christian Religion and everything in between, right? In all of them, except for God's word are not inerrant, not infallible, and ultimately not inspired. We have like the only other book next to the Bible that can claim to be inerrant. I am not making such a claim. <laughs> <laughs> the views expressed by Matt Hensley in this podcast do not necessarily reflect all the hosts. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Amen. it's time to sign off before before you get yourself into any more <laughs> into any into worse hot water than the Rangers have been in this year. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as my claim that not another heresy is as inerrant as God's word. Total joke, by the way. But may it be as bold as a coffee, the gospel we declare. God bless y'all. Thanks for putting up with this one. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?